You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One ball, two strikes, two outs. Six to one, the Rangers lead in the top of the ninth. Feliz the high set. Here comes the pitch. Breaking ball, strike three call. The Rangers are going to the World Series. You are locked onto the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, Rangers writer at WFAA. Joined as always by Morgan Price of Lone Star Bowl on this May day, recapping all of April. Morgan, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing super duper. We're a month into this season, and we've got some surprises, some fun, all kinds of different things that I was not expecting at the beginning of the year. So that's what I like in a baseball season is is some some curveballs. <laughs> Me too. So yeah, we're probably going to do this after this is our first time doing this and first time doing this podcast. So um, <laughs> we're experimenting <laughs> with some different things, but we thought it'd be fun to now that the month of April is is done for the Rangers, we would like to just go back and just kind of take a look at at the month as a whole and you you know just review and then also make some predictions about this month of May and and what's going to happen here. Um, so we tweeted out some polls on our Twitter account, Locked On Rangers, because that's where you tweet out things is is on Twitter, um, <laughs> for the most part. But we had some polls, and we want to go through our answers to some of those poll questions. So the first one we want to go through is is our pitcher of the month award for the Rangers, not for for all the baseball. I haven't been paying attention to the whole rest of the <laughs> league enough to to do that. But I'm gonna let you go first on this one. Um, well, I think like you said, the obvious answer would be Mike Miner. However, I do also just want to say Sean Kelly did surprise me because I didn't know what to expect from him, but I definitely wasn't expecting him to be so strong. And really, like, for me at least, he seems like the most reliable guy in the pin. Like, when he comes out, if if there's no one on base, if there's three people on base, I feel pretty confident that... At the most, maybe he'll give up one run, but I feel pretty confident that he'll get all the three outs and move on with the game. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, the obvious answer is is Mike Miner. Yeah, um, and should be our winner. My my <laughs> actual choice, but I'm gonna go with with a surprise choice and say Ooh. Jeff Mathis. Ooh, just, <laughs> just because I I love all position player pitching, and yes. he has a perfect ERA, which at this point only. Only Ariel Hirado also has a, a 0.0 ERA. So, shouts to Jeff Mathis and his pitching excellence. <laughs> he he pitches well and he handles pitching staffs well. So, I mean, I guess he does deserve it then. He really does. Way to go. Pitcher on the mound and also behind the backstop. So, he knows how <laughs> how pit, how to be a good pitcher, so he knows how to coach the other ones. <laughs> So the next award is the Rangers Player of the Month award, and I'm I'm gonna give it to to Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo has had an incredible month of April, and just the kind of stats that he put up were incredible. He hit ten home runs through before May first, which no Rangers ever done before. His we said like we said yesterday, his his weighted on 
on-base average, kind of catch-all metrics, have him just in the upper, upper level of the whole league. Um, he was batting 264, which was kind of nuts. He just never did that, and his walk rate is insane. It's basically he had twice as many, almost twice as many walks through 26 games um, as he did uh, at this point last season. So his on-base as of, I think, yesterday uh, – Depends on when when baseball references is updating these stats, but as I'm looking at it, it is a 404 and he's slugging 678. Um, so he's just been incredible. And he's been very reliable defensively. I love that he's not chasing nearly as much. Um, he's still, I mean, he's still going to strike out quite a bit, but he probably won't strike out 200 times a season. Uh, I don't know. He might, but <laughs> it's he's still going to have a ridiculous offensive output. Um, that's just super valuable. I mean, right now he's got a, a positive de- defensive war and an offensive war of, of 1.2. And right now he's been worth 1.3 wins and he's only 25 games into the season. So that's just absolutely incredible. So yeah, I got to give it to Joey Gallo. What about you, Morgan? I am picking Elvis because he, I mean, he's slowly been growing into a power hitter the last few years, as we've seen. And um, sometimes I feel like April in general is kind of a slow start for the Rangers offensively. Usually May is when they all suddenly click and win most games. But um, April, I think they they led the majors in runs scored. And I think a large part of that is due to Elvis. It seems like he was getting on base every game, getting multiple hits every game. That's what it felt like. Um, He's batting 348. I'll take that, like. Sure, 348, that's, if he's going to be the new uh, veteran of the team, he's doing a good job taking over for Beltre as far as offense goes. Um, His OPS is 974, he has five stolen bases, like, Elvis is just, I don't know what's clicking with him the last few years, but he doesn't really seem to slump that much either. I've just been really impressed with him and the fact that he's even starting off a season really strong, it's fun to see. It really is. And just he's I mean, he's been the longest tenured ranger for a long time. It's yeah. Been, I, I want to say this is his 12th season. Let me go pull it up. But uh, 11. He's been with the team 11 years. My gosh. 2009 was when little baby Elvis made his debut and he was 20 years old. I thought he was 19 when he came up, but apparently he was 20. <laughs> and that year he finished. Oh, Andrew Bailey. That's annoying. He finished second in, in the Rookie of the Year voting to Andrew Bailey, who, well, I guess he, he did pretty well um, looking at his stats from that year, but I don't know where he is now. Um, oh, he's with the Angels now, not doing as well as Elvis. So um, <laughs> retroactively, I would like to reaward that award to Elvis. Way to go, Elvis. <laughs> 2009 AL Rookie of the Year. Congratulations. Big honor for you. I'm glad um, we have this kind of power. Yeah, we do. We have all the power uh, <laughs> in our own minds and on our own podcast. So we are the Chiefs here. Um, not not the, the football team, but just the, the Chief people. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of, of Chief moments or just Chiefs or whatever we're speaking of, speaking of the Texas Rangers baseball team, <laughs> uh, Next one of these uh, awards that we want to bestow is, is the best moment. So make sure you're, you're voting on these on, on Twitter.com. Um, so 
we have our, our four candidates that we put up there were the 29 runs in two games versus Seattle. That just happened. Uh, Mike Miner's complete game shutout. Joey Gallo's moonshot in an otherwise sad, sad game. Um, or the huge comeback win against the A's. So what what are you going to put as your as your best moment, Morgan? Um, I picked Miner's complete game shutout because it was at least for me it was unexpected. Probably for Miner too because it was his first complete game of the was it his first complete game shutout or first complete game of his career? Uh, first complete game shutout. He had had complete okay. games before, but and then he followed up with followed up with a career high in strikeouts. I think the very that's next right. So, um. Yeah. But yeah, t- I mean, shutting out teams is difficult, even if it's more than one pitcher doing it for your team. But I always think it's really impressive when one pitcher, especially this year for the Rangers, can pitch all. Well, it was in home game, so was it? It was nine innings, right? Math. Pretty sure it was nine innings. We'll just say it was nine innings. It was. It was nine innings. Okay, my brain is slowly melting, but um. <laughs> So to go nine innings, not give up a single run in 2019 for a Rangers pitcher, that is not something I thought was going to happen at all. So that impressed me, and I'm picking that as my best moment of the month. Yeah, I believe that was in, was it in Seattle? No, no, no. No, it was against the, the Angels. It was home. Yeah you're, yeah, you're right. You're right. That was at home. Um, nine innings against the Angels in April 16th. Yeah, and then actually it was not the next game, but two games after that. Um, where you had the career high in 13 strikeouts in Seattle in one of those big old offensive games. And that that is what I'm going to pick for my for my game. I, I also want to talk about Mike Miner for a second, so if we just kind of glossed over him being, <laughs> being the best pitcher and, and talking about wanting to be the ace. At the beginning of this year, he talked about wanting to be the ace of staff and the number one and people thinking, oh, yeah, no, he, he can't be a, a true number one uh, on a good team. And I think he's proved this year that he definitely could be a yeah. a top line starter. He's got a 2.88 ERA through 40 innings um, and six starts. So he's been doing well, averaging over six, just under like seven innings a start, which is fantastic. And that was one of the things that he was worried about and didn't like last year about being limited so much on his pitch yeah. count. He's got 39 strikeouts through those 40 and two thirds innings. Um, he's walking a little bit. Not not on the great side, uh, 12 walks in, in those 40 innings, but that, that's fine. Um, he's been able to overcome that, and so that's just 2.7 walks per nine, so I, I take it back. Doing well. But he's just been utterly dominant and in a rotation that's been filled with a whole bunch of uncertainty. Having that front-line guy that can go out and get you six, seven innings almost every day um, and keep your team in the ballgame, especially with the offense that this team has. Yeah. They don't need a whole lot of great pitching. They don't need, like, near Cy Young, you Darvish, when he, the year when he should have won the, the Cy Young. Um, but this is an excellent offense and, and a pitching staff that really needs a number one like him. He's yeah. been a huge light. I think it'd be a disservice if we didn't say how great he was this, yeah. this first month. And especially because coming into the season, I mean, he was going to be the Rangers' quote-unquote number one pitcher in the rotation, but that was kind of just because he was the best pitcher in the starting rotation, which wasn't really saying much because they didn't have much in the rotation. But I think he's proved that he is a number one pitcher, regardless of how bad the rest of them are, just because he's become the most reliable and he's pitching well, regardless of how the team is doing. Absolutely. 
and I, I tend to agree. Um, so my best moment is those those 29 runs in, in two games against Seattle. I mean, it was coming off the end of just a really rough yeah. road trip and getting swept by Oakland and then getting clubbed in the first game of that series against Seattle and then losing a heartbreaker um, in the second game. But the Rangers came back and absolutely demolished, <laughs> demolished them for two games in Seattle. And so that w- they really it was a combination of one being a super impressive performance and two, the timing of it made things um, that much better. Um, and our last category for this, for these uh, awards for, for the month of, of April, are biggest surprise in, in a good way. We could have gone the other direction. But, <laughs> you know, we try and keep it positive here on, on Locked on Rangers. So for this, I'm going to go with Hunter Pence. I had pretty much no expectations for Hunter Pence. Um, yeah. I didn't. I was actually a little surprised. I didn't pay that much attention to what he was doing um, over in San Francisco uh, the last year. Um, so I was a little surprised when he just kind of basically just got let go for for no reason. I mean, he now looking at it, I, I kind of see why he had a he sla- his slash line was a two twenty six batting average, two fifty six on base, three thirty two slugging, and he slugged under four hundred in uh, twenty seventeen as well. Where his career numbers, he's he slugged about 459. So he just had a, a rough, rough couple of years um, at the end there in San Francisco. And I, I didn't realize that he had toppled off that much. I mean, as recently as 2014, he finished 11th in MVP voting, which that's really not that long ago. That's like five years ago. Yeah. And to go from that to them just letting him walk for for nothing for no reason and him not even getting a guaranteed um roster spot when the rangers signed him that was kind of that was kind of nuts but right he's hitting over 300 he's slugging over 500 he's got three home runs in his 17 games he looks spry out there he's 36 years old now but he still runs the bases pretty well and he hits really well and he's very fun to watch play baseball because of how uniquely he does it but I'm really impressed, and they really need needed some more right-handed thump in their lineup. It's you can't just have Elvis Andrus, and um, well, that was pretty much it. Everybody else <laughs> is pretty much a lefty uh, outside of Delano, um, and then you got switch hitting Isdrubal Cabrera. But they needed some right-handed thump, and he definitely provides that in some of those tougher lefty um, left-handed starting pitching matchups. But I am really impressed with him, and I'm very glad that he's on this Rangers team and that he's having fun. In his hometown of Arlington. So, who is your pick for for most surprising, Morgan? Um, I'm picking Santana, which probably isn't a surprise for the listeners who listened to yesterday's episode because <laughs> talked about him quite a bit. So I'll keep it brief. But like I said in yesterday, I didn't expect much from him when he was called up because he was called up for Guzman, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. So I didn't know what to expect, and I. Figured it might be somewhat of a brief appearance in the majors. Um, And then he turns out to get on base, like, all the time. He's not bad defensively. I mean, he'll steal bases. He gets on. He walks. He'll hit. Apparently, he'll hit home runs. Um, He's batting three fifty five with a nine ninety two OPS. That that surprises me because I... Sometimes it feels like when the Rangers bring up someone for... um, 
an injured player. They're here briefly, and then they might not have much of an impact. They're kind of just here to hold the spot and then move on. So it's nice to see Santana coming up here, and it's he fits in perfectly with the rest of the lineup. Absolutely, and he's just a real, a really sorely needed um, in, in a Rangers that offense that had lost two key pieces when they brought yes. him up. He really kind of kind of carried that torch and you know brought some consistency and. You know what else brings consistency? ZipRecruiter, um, in a in a very good way. <laughs> <laughs> hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. That place is ZipRecruiter.com/slash/locked-on. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over a hundred of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of the employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L O C K E D O N. ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So now we're going to go and transition and take a look ahead. And we're going to kind of look at the month of May and make a few, just a few predictions. Even though baseball is a silly sport that makes you look stupid when you try and think <laughs> you know anything about baseball. So. We're going to go ahead and take a chance and probably look stupid. But if we make any right predictions, then we are geniuses since baseball is so impossible to predict. Right, Morgan? <laughs> exactly. That's a perfect description of baseball right there. Stupid, but also, hey, we'll look like geniuses. Exactly. The, the 2% chance of we get anything right. <laughs> um, there's a chance here. All right. So our, our first, we only have a couple of categories for this one. We, we had quite a few for the last one, but... But we'll start with with the Ranger who we think will improve the most. And I'm going to go with with Rugnet Odor here. I've been watching his bats pretty carefully the, the last few games. And despite the numbers not at all matching up with with the production um, that you assume Rugi will do, his his approach is, is staying the same. And they were talking about it on the broadcast today. And, and Emily Jones said that she she spoke with with Rugi about it. And he said he just kind of laughed it off. He's like, yeah. You know, it just reminds me that, that baseball is a really stinking hard sport, and sometimes you're going to do everything right, and you'll get there in, in, a, in a huge long slump, and that's just kind of what happens. So I believe in his ability to, to turn around. I think it's just kind of a momentary skid, and, and he'll pull out fine out of it. I really liked the things that I was seeing from him in tra- spring training, and I like the way that he's approaching his at-bats um, and the game of baseball right now. I think he's doing a pretty good job with that. And that's just a really tough thing to do. So when he does bust out, and I think it should be this month, that there's no way it continues for another entire month. Um, but I, I think that he's going to bust out and, and do really well in the month of May. What about you, Morgan? Who do you, who do you think is going to improve the most in the next month? Um, I am going with Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. He's, right now he's just batting 200, which... I kind of give him leeway since he's catching very consistently and probably doing more catching in one season than he has before. Um, 
I feel like sometimes maybe changing positions like that, going from infield to catching, might learning that position more from Mathis. I think it'll be a slower as far as his offense goes. Um, Because last year his average was 261, which is a, I'll take that average. Um, And I wouldn't necessarily say he's in a slump, he w- or that he was in a slump in April, but I think he can hit more consistently than he's shown. Um, I'm just guessing that it might be with learning a new position. That might be something on his mind as well. I don't know. But he did on Tuesday, one of his at-bats, he had a 10-pitch walk, which to me, I mean, it was his only, the only time he got on base in that game. But if you're going to see that many pitches and get a walk, like, that shows some improvement of, you know, getting on base more consistently. So I hope that in May he improves maybe offensively because he's been great behind the plate. I haven't noticed any, like, oh, my gosh, he hasn't really caught that many games before. But I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see how he continues going with him catching at least half the games, I think, is the goal between him and Mathis splitting time behind the plate pretty evenly. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I mean, he's never going to be an offensive wow factor, but he's right. kind of kind of dipping right now. Yeah, but he's definitely got the ability to to be a pretty like a at least I don't know uh, replacement level offensive player. Which if you can be a replacement level offensive player and also have the defensive prowess at like seventeen different positions, yeah, like he does, <laughs> um, then that's that's where his his value is is derived. Exactly, but. Yeah, I, I think he can turn around too. So our next, our next category, which sadly is is our last one, um, <laughs> but it's a good one. Who do you most want to see called up in the next month? So Morgan, I'm gonna let you go first on this one. Okay, I was thinking about this question, and it wasn't. Sometimes I feel like when you want to see someone called up, that kind of means like, well, that means someone's gonna have to be injured to bring them up. But let's just pretend that no one has to be sitting down for someone else to come up. No one has to be injured. Just pretend we're bringing someone up just to see them play. That's the rule here. We can make up our own rules. This is our podcast. <laughs> um, so I, I, if I knew prospects better, I'd probably pick a prospect. However, I'm going with Matt Davidson. Purely on the basis of when I saw him in spring training, my first, the first thing that caught my eye was his Napoli-esque beard. So, of course, as someone who loved Napoli... I'm picking him because he reminds me most of Napoli. And so I'd like to see him play. And that's the only criteria I've come up with for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was also doing some some two-way um, playing. If he is who I think he is, otherwise I'm going to look like an idiot. Um, but um, he's got a, a really strong arm. And I don't know what he's been doing. I haven't pay, been paying attention much to, to him in AAA. Just I've been worried about the, the Frisco dudes. But... Yeah, he's definitely got some some upside there. I mean, it's going to be tough for him to to get a call up with how well Logan Forsythe and Danny Santana are doing. So, um, but I did have a stat. I found a stat real quick. Go for it. He has. Um, so this was Tuesday night. Adam from Lone Star Ball tweeted that Davidson had two more home runs on Tuesday, and that's six home runs in his last seven games. So, stats. I did that's it. Pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> he he does he does bring some of that some of that power. Um, I'm going to go on, on the other side of the ball um, for this one. I, got, I actually got a couple guys. One, my, my very serious one is, is Joe Palau. If, if Shelby Miller continue, continues to yeah. falter, 
than uh, Joe Palumbo. I really, I think he's a guy who can handle it um, in the big leagues. His his spin rate right now on his fastball it's sitting like 91 to to 94. I think he's even touched 96 this year. But his spin rate is would already be top 10 in Major League Baseball. Like it's right about there with with Mike Miner. So his he's averaging about like 2,500 RPM, which MLB average is like 2,200. So Mike, one of the things that make Mike Miner so good is that his fastball spins so much and it makes it look even faster. So I really think that, that Brock Burke or not Brock Burke, uh, Joe Palumbo could be a guy that would do decently well. Um, he'd have a few games where he'd, he'd throw some clunkers cause you know, he's a little young and he's not quite ready there. Um, yeah, he's 24 years old. Oh my gosh. He's 24 years old. <laughs> Oof, I'm getting old. <laughs> um, circling back there yeah but I think he could do well another guy if they needed somebody out of the pen um, is a guy with an amazing name in, in Frisco his name is Locke St. John um, full name is Kenton Locke St. John he's a 26 year old from Pell City Alabama if you know where that is please tweet at me at Bryce Patrick because I, I'm sure there's not many of you he went to the school USA, as as we call it, um, the University of South Alabama, of course. Um, he was a 32nd round draft pick from in 2014 from the Detroit Tigers, and the Rangers got him off of waivers uh, last season. And he pitched pretty well. He's a lefty. He he throws uh, about mid 90s, and he he's striking so many people out this year. Last year, um, between two different levels, um, he threw 60 innings and struck out 78 batters. Um, this year in 12 and two thirds innings. He struck out 18 batters. Um, he also has a 0.71 ERA right now. So that's pretty darn good. Um, he's also walked six in 12 innings. Um, so that's not great, but if they needed just another lefty out of the pen, if, if something were to happen with a uh, bird person or, <laughs> or something like that, then, then I'd love to see him out there. But yeah, that's that's our month in review and our, our preview of what's going to happen this month. Um, definitely all of our predictions will come true. Yes, um, for sure. Actually, we really only made one prediction <laughs> and then one hope. Um, so, yeah. Close enough. Yeah, that's good enough. If, if we go one for one, that's batting a thousand. <laughs> um, and we're going in the Hall of Fame. So. And then we retire. So yeah, and then, and then we... If we bat a thousand, we we get our big contract and we we ride off into the sunset with our our huge fortune um, that that we get on our big contract. That um, would be that's, amazing. That's totally happening. Um, so if anybody else wants, if we make this one prediction right, um, we probably need to get get an agent so we can we can get that good contract. Yes. Scott Scott Boris, if you're listening, um, <laughs> give us a call because we're we are interested in in earning that cash. Yes, <laughs> very much so. But thanks for listening to this. Uh, and, and if you did go vote, if you haven't already, um, I think the polls might be closed. But next time we'll we'll do them for, for a little bit longer. But um, at the end of next month when the Rangers are totally back in first place, like it, it should happen. Um, and everything <laughs> is, is great and, and coming up daisies and stuff. And, and Joey Gallo has hit like 30 home runs in this next month. So, yeah, everything will be, will be great by then. But thanks for listening and, and telling all your friends and everybody in the entire world about Locked On Rangers. And make sure that they're all subscribed uh, on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or our personal choice, Himalaya. Um, we really do appreciate all of you 
supporting the show and following us on Twitter at Bryce Patrick, at Morgan Price, at Locked On Rangers, um, and just supporting the show. It means a lot to us. And it's been a great first month, and hopefully we'll have a lot more um, fun, exciting, maybe more winning months to come in the future. <laughs> I'm Rice Patrick. I'm Morgan Price. And hashtag together we pod. <laughs>